Y'all good? We're going to have a good time tonight. I'm I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to get a chance to share the word. Um, I'm excited to be with you. I pray that this time bless you. The whole reason why I'm up here and why why I showed up uh, to Canada is uh, Samuel. How many know Samuel Robinson? You guys know Sammy? Man, home gym for Sammy. Home gym right here. This is the home, home, home center. And Sammy and I became good friends over the years. And, and I was up here maybe about four or five years ago. And we started dreaming about what it would look like to reach lost souls for Jesus. I have a passion to reach young people. I have a passion to reach the nations. I have a passion. Anybody who wants to hear this bald-headed black brother talk about Jesus, I'm going to get right in front of you and give you all that I got about the Lord because he changed my life. He saved my life. Just like, like Pastor was saying, I, I didn't want to be in ministry. I'm going to keep it real with you. I, I was going in a whole other direction. And my, it was, I thought it was going amazing. And the Lord said, no, nah, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I'm not the, I wouldn't say I'm the, you know, I'm the superstar Christian, but I will try to be the most obedient one. I was, uh, hey, did you know the original church growth plan was hear and obey? You hear the Lord, you obey what he says to you. You really want to grow in, in your relationship with God? Hear and obey. Hear and obey. It's super simple. It's simple, but are you willing to do it? So, so, so in my growth and in my journey, I met my brother Sammy, and we just started dreaming together. We started dreaming about what it would look like to impact souls for Jesus. So, so we started dreaming, and the Lord just started doing some incredible stuff in my life, started opening up these doors. I have a, I have a, I have a background in, in hoops. How many basketball, any basketball fans in the room? All right. All right some of you are like, no, not really. Not really. But I played I play pro basketball overseas for eight years. I got a chance to coach in the NBA with the Seattle Supersonics. It was right over the border right here when they had their team. Okay, so I got a chance to coach one year. So that was a part. That was my background. Basketball. I played basketball. But then all of a sudden, the Lord's like, no, you know what? I'm not going to call you. I, I minister to basketball players. A lot of my friends are head coaches, our current players. But the Lord said, I'm about to open a door in the NFL for you. Professional football. Football's not my background. You know, I like watching it, but I'm not really passionate about it by any means. He said, no, I'm going to give you favor because you are submitted to me. You're submitted to me. And when you're submitted to him in anything you're trying to do, favor follows. When you're submitted to him and you're integrous before the Lord, favor follows integrity. Favor follows integrity. That's why there's going to be a whole lot of favor that follows on your stuff. That's why there's going to be a whole lot of favor that's going on this young man because of the integrity you had in the private. Being integrous in private releases favor in the public. You don't believe me? Read the story of Joseph. You'll read it right there. He had integrity. And so, so I, I, I'm just like, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, there's, there's been, t- I, I, I've been in places where the church has hurt me. I've been where, where, where leaders who aren't in churches made me mad. And, and, and the Lord's like, okay, how are you going to deal with it? You're going to react as I will react? Or are you going to react in your flesh? Are you going to react in the spirit? Or are you going to react in the flesh? The flesh profits nothing. It's the spirit that quickens. So when you're in the spirit, you are quickened to do what God has intended you to do. So, so he's giving me, he gave me this vision, and, and Sammy, and we started dreaming a little bit. 
And, and, and we thought about, well, man, what if we did an outreach in Canada and we just partnered? You have a lot of friends and, and contacts in Canada. I have a lot of friends and contacts in the NFL. What if that merged and what, what could that look like? And so we came up with this concept along with Randy Young, who's in the room right now, a good friend of ours now, is part of our team. Come on, somebody. And, and, and we came up with this concept, and we're calling it the Red Zone. Okay? Everybody say Red Zone. Red Zone. Okay, so if you don't know anything about the Red Zone, in football, when a team is about to score, they come into this portion of the field called the Red Zone. It's on the brink of scoring for your team to win. But I believe... This is what the Lord gave me. The red zone is on the brink when people are about to score in Jesus. You're in the red zone. You're right at the tip. I'm about to get in. I'm about to take it, what they call, take it to the house. I'm about to get this touchdown. They're right there. And our job is to curate an, env an environment, okay, and an encounter for them to get into the red, to get in and get their touchdown in Jesus. So we came up with this thing called red zone. And the whole concept of what we're going to do, this is an actual thing that's going to happen June 25th, okay? June 25th, it's going to happen. And, and, and what it is is this. We're going to have 600 kids. We're gonna, we have to max it at 600 because I don't think we even have any more capacity at that point. 600 young people. I love young people. I love young people. Let me tell you something. If we do not pour into our young people, the church will go kaput. We need to stir our young people. Pour into them. Let them hear the voice of the Lord. Let them see what it looks like when the people that are going before them are on passion and on fire for Jesus. That's the whole purpose. We're going to get these young people to come in, and they're going to get an experience like they probably wouldn't have in their lifetime. I'm bringing up a lot of my friends who play in the NFL, a lot of current players, a lot of retired players, people who have won Super Bowls. We have the Super Bowl that's coming up, people who are going into the Hall of Fame. And these guys are all taking time out of their schedule for the summer, and it's going to be a one-day event, and they're going to take time to come out and minister to these kids, and minister to these kids. So, we're, yeah, I'm excited. We're going to do a camp, okay? It's going to be a camp. There's going to be a banquet dinner involved, okay? The kids are going to get jerseys, but more importantly, they're going to get Jesus. They're going to get Jesus. <laughs> they, <laughs> they come for the jersey, but they're going to get Jesus, though. They come for the jersey, they're going to get Jesus. Right? They, they, they come for the play, but they're going to get the profit. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. And the cool part about it is all these guys that I'm bringing, okay? And, and, and I'm not name dropping to, 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 make you, to make you feel, but let me just tell you kind of who it is. I have Sean Alexander, who was the MVP running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He's coming up. I have Antoine Randall L., wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, won three Super Bowls. He actually won one last year with Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and them. He's coming up. Got a Pro Bowl running back, actually played in the Pro Bowl today. He's coming up. We have a lot of big-name people who are coming, but more importantly, they're coming, and their mindset is that we're going to minister the gospel. That's why they're coming. And my opportunity, what I get to do and co-laboring with these guys is creating them an environment. I was telling this to, to Pastor today, I was to Pastor Brent, I was telling them, I get to create this environment for them, for their faith to grow, for them to minister the gospel, for them to use the tools, the platform, the ability that God has entrusted to them to use it so they can minister to young people. 
to disciple. So we're going to have this whole day, and at the end of the day, we're going to do a salvation call. Because I want a lot of kids that don't know Christ, I want them to show up. And, and you know what? I want you to show up, bro. I want you to show up. Okay? And bring all your friends that don't know Jesus. That's what I want. I want them to come. Because I promise you, they're going to walk out of there and they're going to be transformed. Things are going to change. One thing that COVID taught us in this season is that it has choked the wind. You know what COVID does? It's choked the wind out of a lot of people. COVID, if you don't know anything about COVID, you know what COVID does is it chokes the breath out of you. That's why people go on ventilators, okay, and they have a hard time breathing. They have to get oxygen. And the Lord, I said, man, Lord, what is that about? I was sitting in my prayer time. The Lord said, yeah, that's what's going on in the spirit right now. The enemy's trying to choke the breath out of my people. They're trying to choke. He's trying to choke the breath out of my people. I said, man, Lord, well, how, well, how? fear, okay? Not saying that COVID is not real. I lost, some, I lost some friends to COVID. I'm not saying it's not real, okay? But when you go through something that's real with Christ in the boat with you, Come on, you got the Holy Spirit with you? There's hope. There's power. There's restoration. There's, a, there's, a, there's, there's, there's where you can come in there and you can actually shift the atmosphere of what's going on in their life. You can bring peace. You can bring the Prince of Peace. So while the enemy's trying to choke out breath, you come with the Ruach of God. The Ruach. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the Ruach of God. The Ruach of God is the Holy Spirit. It's the wind of God. And when you have the Ruach of God, you do things that is way outside of your pay grade. You do things that God, only, only the Lord can do through your life, a.k.a. the red zone. I can't do this on my own. Sammy can't do this on his own. Randy can't do this on his own. When you have the Spirit of God driving stuff, then people get involved like, I, I just want to be involved. How can I be involved? Because the Spirit of God is driving you to expand the kingdom of God and take it by force. And take it by ground. I, I, I'm excited. I think this is a word in season right now. Okay? Because when you have the Ruach of God, you on fire for the Lord. You on fire for the Lord. See, I, see I, I met Pastor Brent today, and, and, and he was telling me about his wife. This is a fire. I was like, man, this, this man's on fire. His family's on fire. And you know one thing about a fire? You never have to advertise a fire. You just walk in the room like, this brother's on fire. This sister's on fire. You know, and some people are like, man, maybe I need to go get next to that fire and warm myself up and get ignited. And I hope tonight that you would walk out on fire. You would walk out on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. That the people who have had the breath choked out of them and are feeling all cold and isolated, that they would come and get next to you, and I need to get nice and warm. Tell me about Jesus. Tell me about Jesus. And you, and you may not even say one word. You may start singing over them. You may start just singing and prophesying over them. And they be like, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I, you on fire? I'm catching on fire. God wants to do this in this next season, I'm I promise you. Yeah. And so, so we're going to talk about the Ruach of God. 
Because even though the enemy's trying to destroy all the plans and stuff, let me tell you, and he's coming with little schemes and fear and, everything, and all that type of stuff, God had a plan way before the enemy had a scheme. He had a plan. And he always has a plan. Because the promises of heaven should be greater than the distractions of hell. The promises of heaven should always be greater than the distractions of hell. Always. So when things are going on and, 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 and oh, you know, I don't, like, I don't like what this person is doing. I don't like what our government is doing. But are you acting like Christ-like in defending how you feel? Are you responding how Christ will respond? Sometimes that may be for you to just sit and listen and ask for instruction. I'm going to tell you this right now. The enemy does not care about your opinion. He don't care. I'm serious. He do not care about your opinion. But I'm going to tell you what he does care about. You know what he cares about? He cares that he gets you outside of the character of Christ to defend your opinion. Why? Because when you outside of the character of Christ, you in your flesh. You're not reading first Thessalonians. You're reading first Fleshalonians. That's not even a book in the Bible. But when you're in the spirit, when you're in the spirit and you respond in how Christ will respond, you react in how Christ will react. Whether you are talking to a believer, a non-believer, they see that you are coming from a place of honor and respect because of the Lord Jesus in your life. That the Ruach of God is coming through your life because you are in the spirit. But when you're out here, you a sitting target, and you do not even know it. You start arguing. You start putting stuff on your social media. You start getting involved in Facebook wars. I mean, you all see it. I, I'm not lying. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. I always tell people, like, man, some of y'all need to get your face out of Facebook and put your face in his book. Somebody better tweet that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Tweet that out. Let me write that. Face and Facebook. Face and Okay. Come on. Come on. Want the likes on IG? You want the man, man, take that picture, that selfie. Take that selfie. How many people like my page? Let me tell you something. God liked your page before you even woven in the womb. He liked it already. He already loved you before you even came into this world. But do you believe that? But more importantly, there's people around you who have had the breath choked out of them, and they don't even believe that no more. Oh, I don't know if I even really believe this. And that's the thing what COVID has done. COVID has revealed where the believer of Christ is really at. And in my line of service, where I'm at, there's a lot of people who have walked away from the church. Why you walk away? Well, I don't like the program. Well, I don't like the stance that the church took. And well, 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 well. Okay, so that, what does that tell me? It tells me that the church building became your God and the Lord and Savior that is supposed to be built upon is no longer in your life. Okay, you're worshiping the building, not the, the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. Okay, you're, you're not worshiping him. You're worshiping the programs. You worship in the, the, just the, 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 the mundane things of God, okay? You worship in just the, 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 the programming. You're not worshiping the presence. You worship in the programming over the presence. 
And what happened is COVID has revealed that about a lot of folks. But here's the thing. In their breath being choked out of them, we get to come and revive them. That's what a revivalist is. That's what a revivalist is. You go in and you revive the breach in the wall. You revive those who are choked out of breath. You revive those who don't know Christ Jesus. You revive families that have been broken down. You revive young people who may have walked away from the Lord. You revive women who have been broken down. Come on, somebody. I'm trying to talk to you right now. You get a chance to revive. Okay, so, so we're going we gonna, to we gonna look at it. I'm, I'm, I'm flowing off the top here, Pastor. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay? We're going to talk about the Ruach. Okay? Because the last thing I'm going to say before we jump into Scripture, don't lose your why. Your why is this man right here. This is your why. You lose your why, you lose your way. You lose your why, you will lose your way. Okay? This is your why. You read this, it's not just to know the addresses. It's to know the, the addresses that point to the author. It's to know the author of this book. Know his character. Know who he is. Know how he would react. Know how to move in power in Christ-likeness. Know how to move according to what this says. It's to know the author. That's why we read this. Not just to be super Christians with a bunch of information in our heart and in our mind. It's to know the, the, the author of this book. And when you move in power, when you move in miracle signs and wonders, it not only gives them the need in the moment, but more importantly, it brings them into Christ-like character in that moment. Like, man, I fall, I'm falling in love with who you are as a person, and I love the blessing, but man, I want to know about why do you act the way you act? Why do you carry yourself the way you carry yourself? Why are you so generous when you don't have nothing? Why are you so forgiving when you shouldn't be forgiving people? It's because I know the author of this book. Save my life. And he can save yours too. And then they get, that's a greater invitation. That's an invitation for them to encounter the one who can set them free. All right. So we're going to talk about the Ruach. And the Ruach means breath or wind. Everybody say breath, breath. or wind. Okay, so, so again, COVID has choked the wind out of a lot of people, especially believers in this last season. And we get a chance to give them fresh wind, fresh ruach in this season. We're going to look at a scripture about a man and what has transformed, okay? So Genesis 17, turn there if you got it. Genesis 17. And we're going to talk about the ruach. The spirit of God, Ruach, that in the Bible they would say Ruach Elohim. Okay? The, the spirit of God, Ruach Elohim. Genesis 17, say amen if you're with me. Amen. All right, here we go. Say, uh, say amen if you need more time. Okay, it was a, it was a little rumble. Hey, amen. Uh, amen. Uh, it's okay, that's all right. You know, you know I'm, I, I might be there. It's the first book in the Bible. It's okay, that's all right. We love you. It's not like it's, you know what, fine, go ahead and go to John. Well, I can't really figure out John, so I'll just sell it from Malachi. I'm just, okay. Uh, 
All right, Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Verse 2. And I will make my covenant. Everybody say covenant. Between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. Stop right there. God is God is speaking promises over this man and he can't even see it. He don't even see the power or the destiny that God has in store for him. So when you breathe in new wind into somebody you're supposed to be speaking the promises and destiny that God, as, as Christ would be speaking over them into their life, even if they don't see it. That's your opportunity as a believer. That's your opportunity as a disciple is to speak the gold into their life. I'm not saying to pump them up. I'm saying I see promise in your life. I see a future for your life. Okay? Look what it goes on to say. No longer shall you be called Abram. But your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Can you imagine God saying this to you? Oh, my goodness. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants, after you and in their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and to the descendants after you. Okay? And then it goes on to say this. Stop. Well, let me stop right there. So he's speaking these promises over Abram. And now, not only that, he changes his name from Abram to Abraham. Okay? So keep that in mind. Changes it from Abram to Abraham. Okay? Now let's jump down a little bit to verse 15. Now God is talking about Sarai, his wife. Now Sarai, can, she, can't, she can't bear children. And at that time, it's super important because that, that was like the pride and joy of a woman in the marriage to bear as many children as possible to extend the family line. So if you couldn't bear children, it was a very, very hard thing for a woman. It was a very, very hard thing for a family to endure. Okay, so look what God says. Verse 15, verse 15, through eight. then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah." shall be her name, and I will bless her, and also give you a son by her. Then I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations, and kings, and of people shall be, for, be from her. God is saying she's going to have all these children, and they can't even have a baby. God was speaking promises and destiny over her life to her husband. And he was saying, are you going to partner with the, the word that I'm giving you to have belief on her behalf? Same word that he's given all of us in this room. Are you going to partner with what I'm saying about the nation of Canada to see the restoration over this nation? There's a loosening of restriction that's going to be happening here in a couple months. And it's the Lord opening up the door. You're going to see a rush of people come flying out to want to be in community in this next season. To want to encounter Jesus in this next season. To want to understand what it means to be loved, to be forgiven, to be restored in this next season. Are you ready for the harvest? If you're ready for the harvest, give them a shout of praise in this place. Okay, so, 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 so now there's, this, there's this, this dialogue, okay? 
And, and, and he says, your name is not Abram, it's Abraham. Your name is not Sarai, it's Sarah. And it's important that you know this. And I'm going to explain to you why, okay? So let me give you a little kingdom keys here. I call them kingdom keys. What are kingdom keys? Kingdom keys are little something stuff you can put in your back pocket. And as you're going on your journey, you have a little key to unlock maybe some revelation in the word for yourself. Or more importantly, maybe some revelation for some people around you. Or even more importantly, some revelation for some enemies that are coming against you. Because the Bible said love your enemies. Love your enemies. When you love your enemies and have Christ-like character and you have these kingdom keys, you can start unlocking some serious destiny in somebody's life. And then you really come into the acceleration for God's life. Okay, so kingdom key number one, check this out. The spirit of God breathed in your life helps you to achieve the destiny for your life. The spirit of God breathed in your life helps you to achieve the destiny for your life. You have the spirit of God in you, you're stepping into full destiny. When there's no spirit in there, you, you, feel, you feel empty. You're doing stuff. Okay, you're doing stuff. You may be doing the things of God, but you're not hearing the voice of God because the spirit is not driving that inside of you. How do we know that? Eli the priest, Samuel the prophet. Samuel lives in the tower. He lives in the house of God, doing the things of God. God speaks to him at night, and he's like, did you call me? Eli, did you call me? He's like, man, go back to bed. Did you call me? Did you call me, man? Go back to bed. And then finally, Eli the priest said, oh, man, God is speaking to you. Next time you say that, say, Lord, here I am. Your servant is listening. Eli was doing the things of God, but he couldn't hear the voice of God. There's a lot of people right now, they do the things for God. But the Lord is telling you to turn right and you don't hear the voice of God. And God's like, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. And here's the even better part about that. It took someone who was a little wiser, a little bit older, maybe a little bit more rooted in their faith to come alongside this person that God was speaking to. This is a word for the people who are a little older and more mature in your faith. You need to come alongside a young person to help them identify the voice of God in their life. God's not done with your life. I don't care how old. You are on paper. Some of you in here, maybe, you know, we got the young adults, hallelujah. And then we got the classic adults, hallelujah. And then if, you, if you're a little bit older, you're the vintage adults, hallelujah, hallelujah. Vintage. I don't ever tell nobody, no, oh, man, you vintage, man. They be like, I like that. I'm going to wear that. That's me. That's me right there. But the spirit of God. So in Genesis 5, 6, look what he says. He says, no longer shall you be, be named Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. And he tells him about he's going to be the father of many nations. He's going to make him exceedingly fruitful. He's going to make nations of him. Kings are going to come from him. And, 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 and I love the fact that God was speaking out over his life. Because when the spirit of God is in you, it gives you a lifetime transformation process. When the Spirit of God is in you, you are in a lifetime transformation process all the way till the Lord calls you home to be in his presence. All the way. And, 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 and Abram gets this name change. And I love that. And, here, and, and, then, and then Sarai gets this name change. She goes from Sarai to Sarah. Now, here's the thing. What God did 
is put the fifth letter of the Hebrew alphabet into their names, which is the letter He. H-E-I. He. It's actually pronounced So God is saying this. You're going from Abraham to Abraham. I'm going to put my breath in you. I'm going to put my breath in you. Your, your wife, no longer Sarai, it's Sarah. I'm putting my breath in her. I'm putting my breath in her. And when God puts his spirit and his breath in your life, yeah, you step into your full destiny. You have to remember God's word gives you the blueprint, blueprint plan for your life, but God's spirit helps you to execute that plan for your life. So, so, so Abram, at this point, you know what his, what his name means? It means exalted father. But when Abraham steps in, it means father of the multitude. So he's an exalted father in his flesh, but when the, when the breath of God gets in his life, he's the father of the multitude. So at a certain point, when you are doing you, and you give your life to Jesus, and then you give your life to Jesus, and he, when he breathes on your life, you call to do what you call to do. You step into what God has called you to do. Because the breath is driving. Sarai means princess. Sarah means my princess. She went from princess to my princess. She went from, you can't bear children? Let me get in the picture. A whole nation is going to be born out of you. When the breath of God, come on, I'm telling tell you. The breath of God gets in the picture, everything changes. The ruach of God gets in the picture, everything changes. Went from Ab Abram to Abraham. He became Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Came, came a patriarch of our faith. Beautiful, beautiful. And it reminds me, okay, so people are being choked out by the breath of God. I mean, I mean the, the, the breath is being choked out by COVID. We get to come in and blow on their life. And propel them into the destiny that Jesus has called and intended for their life. That's what we get to do. That's our opportunity. And I promise you, in this next season, the Lord is lifting the restriction. And it's going to be a rushing, pouring out of people that are coming to get fresh wind, fresh breath, fresh destiny in their life. And you get to be a part of it. And if you believe that God has equipped you, won't you give him some praise in this house? The Spirit of God activates wisdom knowledge and truth for your life. John 4, 24, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit and truth, okay? And, and here's the thing. When you read this word and you have the spirit of God in you driving this word, you don't uh, just read this word to study it. You read this word to allow it to study you. Let it study you. Let it, let it, let it, let it burn. Man, God, you say love your enemies, but I, I'm over here thinking horrible thoughts about my boss right now. <laughs> but Lord, you, you, your, your plan is better. 
you got, you got fresh wind for this man, fresh wind for this woman. Lord, turn my heart to your heart so I know how to breathe fresh wind into their life. Prime example. Let me give you a little story. Okay, this is, this is, this is a true story. So I go to this gym, right? I'm in this gym. I'm on my treadmill. I'm getting, my, you know, I'm getting it in. Oh, yeah, I got, this is a treadmill right here. Boom. All right, got my music in. Got my Maverick City. I'm going. Yes, Lord. Come on now. Yeah, Jaira, you are enough. Let me get off real quick. Get my little pray. Jaira, you are enough. And then this dude walks in. Okay? Two guys, actually. They walk in. Big old, big two white dudes. Jaira, you are enough. Okay, I see him. Lord, Lord says to me, Greg, get off the treadmill. I want you to go pray for them. I don't think that was you, Lord. Jaira. You are enough. He said, no, I want you to get off the treadmill. Well, I don't know, God. I didn't want to pray for him. Jaira. And all of a sudden, this treadmill stopped. Boop. And I almost like slammed into the treadmill. I said, all right, I get it. I get it, God. And he goes, I want you to walk over there and pray for them. I want to walk over there and pray for them, Lord. So I need you to walk over there and pray for them. Oh, man, I'm wrestling with God at this point. I'm like, man. Not because I want to work out. I'm actually, I ain't going to lie, Lord, I'm a little intimidated. Big old white guys, I don't know. You know, I don't know. We're in the gym. I don't know what's going on. He, I said, but you know what, Lord? I'm obey. But please, for my sake, tell me something about them that only they would know. And he took me up on that. <laughs> took me up on that. He said, okay. So I just got this little download. All right, here we go. Jaira, I had to pump myself up. You are enough. Jaira. All right, here we go. Walk over. They on the bench press. One guy standing over to do. The other dude's on the bench press. Boom, getting it in. Ah, ah. And I walk over there, and I'm kind of timid. I walk up. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I said, hey, 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 guys, how are you? Hey, what's going on, man? What's up? Oh, uh, man. Hey, uh, I be- you know, God speaks to my heart about people sometimes. I believe he's speaking to my heart about you. Do you mind if I share this with you? We ain't going to stop working out, but you can say whatever the heck you want. He didn't say it like that. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this, this is the clean version right here. This is the clean version. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm, I'm all, now my heart's really beating fast. So I go, all right. And the dude's on the bench press, he's benching, the other dude's standing there, and they're kind of looking at me like, man, say what you got to say and get up out of here. I said, all right. And I said, okay, here we go. I said, you, and I point to the guy on the bench, I said, you, man, you recently just had a very traumatizing thing in your life. You actually, God allowed you to survive because he's given you the, the spirit of entrepreneurship, and there's a spirit of entrepreneurship on your life, and you like to get people who have been thrown aside, people who have no opportunity to do anything in your life, and you want to give them jobs, and God has given this to you. And he stops lifting weights and drops the weights. I'm like, dang, I'm about to get in a fight in the gym. <laughs> he stands up. He goes, hey, man, how you know that? I said, uh, I serve a God in the name of Jesus Christ, and he loves you very much. And he goes, that's a trip, bro. And I said, why? He goes, because... I just survived cancer surgery, and he lifts his shirt up. He has a scar from here to here. He said, I just survived cancer surgery. The hospital messed up my surgery. I'm actually in a lawsuit with them. But I do. I have a, I have a job. I have a business where I give convicts a second chance to revitalize their lives. 
I was like, oh, Jairo, you are enough. So I said, okay, okay, okay. I said, okay. So he, he, and you could tell he was just kind of little, you know, he was like a little befuddled. He was like, man, how does this dude know that? So I turned to his homeboy. Homeboy standing there, this dude bigger than him. <laughs> I said, for you, you used to be a general in the streets. But at some point in your life when you were a young man, you went to some type of Christian camp and what you saw pushed you away from God. But I got news for you. God is calling you back home. And he goes, hey, man, how you know that? <laughs> hey, I serve, a, I serve a God's name, Jesus Christ, and he loves you very much. All right, then. God bless y'all. And I just walked away. <laughs> and as soon as I'm about to beeline the door, the Lord said, turn around, go pray for me. Dang it. <laughs> turn back around. Hey, guys, do you mind if I pray for you? And they're like, yeah, man, cool. That's, that, that's cool. That's cool. Go ahead. All right, Lord, just bless them. And I pray over them, and I, and I walk out. I start walking out. And there's two women on the exercise bike, sit-down exercise bike. And they run, they're going. And I walk, and I stop, and I turn to the woman that's sitting there. I say, hey, how are you? I said, I don't know you, but I said, I feel like the Lord is speaking to my heart. Do you mind if I share this? She was very gracious. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I said, hey, listen, you have had some problems in the family, and your greatest desire is that your kids would grow up to know God, and I believe that God is going to shift something in your family. She stops riding a bike and just starts weeping. Starts weeping. Weeping. And she goes, how do you know that I've been praying for my children all this time, and I pray that they would know God, and we don't even know where to start? And I said, and I just end up praying for her. The girl next to her goes, Pastor Greg, I didn't know you go to this gym. And the girl next to her, she goes, you a pastor? I said, yeah. I said, I pastor at the Rock Church right over here. She's like, okay, can, oh, okay. well, can I have a I said, man, feel free. Come on down. We'd love to have you. I said, okay, great. So I go home. Story gets better. Go home. I get home. I'm like, man, that was powerful. Man, take a shower. My phone rings. I think it's my son, my oldest son. I got a 19-year-old, okay? He called, and he's not, he was 19 at the time. He was, he was actually uh, seven, 16 at the time. Called, but it wasn't him. I was like, I don't recognize this number. Maybe it's his school. I pick up the phone. I was like, hello? 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 Hey, is this the guy that prayed for us at the gym? What's the first question you would probably ask? How'd you get my number? But I turn into Jeremy Chan on him. I go evangelistic mode on the dude. I started back. This him? What's up? Hey, we want to meet with you tomorrow. Is that cool? I was like, uh, where are we at? Where at? Where are you? Not your house. And I'm definitely not. <laughs> no, let's meet at the gym. Is that cool? Yeah, that's, that, that's cool, man. All right, cool. We're going to be there tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Cool. What time? 9.30. Same time we saw you in the morning. Okay, cool. I'll be there. Boom. Hang up the phone. Next day comes. Show up to the gym. I pull up to the gym. Outside of the front of the gym is two guys and a girl. It was the two guys that I ministered to and the girl on the bike. Wow. Turns out that the woman on the bike was one of the guy's wives. Oh. So I go, okay, let's go. So we go to the coffee shop, get over there. They sit me down. Hey, man, how you know that stuff about us? I said, man, I told you guys yesterday, man, I serve a guy's name of Jesus Christ, and he loves you very much. And they were like, oh, that's a trip, bro. We thought you were the cops.
The cops? Bro, I'm far from the cops. He's like, nah, man, because the cops be following us around all the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, who are these folks? <laughs> yeah, they follow us around all the time. And I was like, oh, really? He was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, and he went to grab his coffee, and I noticed a little tattoo on his arm. And, I, and he's like, you don't know who we are, do you? I was like, uh, no, I don't. I said, but would you enlighten me and tell me who you are? He goes, yeah. You know, he tells me, he, he, he tells me his name. He goes, yeah. We, used to, we, we uh, essentially, we're shot callers for the Aryan Brotherhood. You know what that is? That's a white supremacist gang. You know what a shot caller is? That's a boss of all the people within that gang. These guys are leaders of a white supremacist gang. Two leaders. The leaders. These guys hurt people. And they tell other people to hurt people. So I'm like, wow. Notice that the tattoo is their gang affiliation tattoo. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I just start laughing. I start laughing. What's so funny? I say, man, you got to pardon me, man, <laughs> that God will use a black man. <laughs> Woo! Would use a black man to tell you about Jesus. And he goes, yeah, that is kind of funny. That's kind of funny. And so I just started speaking destiny over their life. Because here's the thing. Those guys, they feel ostracized. And come to find out, after talking with them, they had dreams of doing some amazing things. And they even stated, I, you know what? We're done with that life. We don't want to do that. We want to, we want to spread positivity now. We want to spread positivity. Oh, really? I can help you with that? All right, cool. And when the other guy goes, hey, man, would you mind calling my mother? She want to talk to you. <laughs> I'm talking to the white supremacist mama now. <laughs> former, 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 former white supremacist gang member's mother now. And I actually called her. And she said, hello? I said, hey, um, Mrs. So-and-so. And she goes, how did you get, I'm not going to say his name, but how did you get, let's just say a fake name, Mark. How did you get Mark? How'd you get Mark to talk about God? I said, because God told me something about him that only he would know. And I got even news, greater news for you. God knows everything about your son. And more importantly, God wants to bring your son back home to him. She gets really quiet on the phone. She goes, you don't know how long I've been praying for Mark. How long I've been praying for Mark. And I was like, wow. And the Lord spoke to me in that moment. He said, when you breathe my breath into people's lives, when you have my breath flowing through your life, you set the course for destiny for their life. I was like, man, that was powerful. So the story gets even better. You're like, better than that? I'm like, better than that. You want me to keep going? So, so, so as we leave the meeting, the guy goes, hey, guy. He calls me, he calls me guy. I said, hey, hey, guy. Hey, he call, actually calls me G. Hey, G. I go, what's up, man? He goes, listen, 
Anybody mess with you out here, you let me know and I'll handle it. I said, hey, man, listen, I don't want your protection. By, no, no disrespect, but I don't want nothing affiliated with your protection. I got protection from all high. Come on, somebody. He was like, all right, you just let me know, because when something happens, you know, I'm going to be right there. I'm like, hey, I appreciate the love, but please, no. No help on this end. I'm, just, I'm good. Well, fast forward a couple years, okay, and all the stuff that goes on between uh, 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 black and white, there was tension and people were dying, okay? All the stuff that we had to go through as a people, okay? All the stuff I had to wade through as a believer. And it was actually getting really heated in my city. Because there was people protesting for good, but there were some people that were going to come out of woodworks and try to hurt them. And they were actually affiliated. So I get a call out of the woodworks. Pick it up. Hello? Gee, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Mark? What's going on? Hey, man, listen, I got to tell you something. What's going on? Well, you remember what happened? I, I still can't believe what that happened. That was a couple years ago, but I can't believe God told you that about me. But anyway, can you, I, want you, I want you to know something. There's some people out there protesting, and, and I know they're good people. But I, I, want you to tell, I want you to know something. There's some people that are going to go down there. They're going to go down there and hurt them. But I made a call. I said, you made a call? He said, yeah, I made a call. I told him, if any of you go down there and touch those good people, you're going to hear it from me. I said, man, why'd you do that? He said, because of what happened four years ago when we were in the gym. I said, man, I was riding my bike. I almost crashed. I was riding my bike. Talked to him on my bike. I was riding. I said, so you're telling me what God did in your life four years ago, you remember that, and, and so you put a stop to some mayhem that was going to happen in our city. He said, that's exactly what I'm saying. I said, why are you doing that, man? He said, because I saw God for the very first time. It floored me. It floored me. And here's the thing. When the spirit of God is going through your life, you call out gold and destiny in people's lives. They go from Abram to Abraham. They go from Sarai to Sarah. Okay? You step them into the real destiny. And I got news for you. There's a lot of people coming out of isolation, coming out of being fearful, coming out of being angry, and they want to step into a new destiny. They want to step into a new life. They want to step into what Jesus has for their life. They want to see revival. They want to go from just surviving to be revived. They want to go from survival mode to revival mode. And God is saying that you need to be a part of the plan in this season. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what you look like. I don't care what, what happened in the past, that there is revival mode, and God wants you be a part of it. If you believe in that, give them three seconds of your best praise in this place. <laughs> Woo! Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Because the spirit of God, the Ruach, can help others finish really well. Finish really well. We're here to help people finish really well really well. You don't know the Lord, we're going to help you finish really well. Young person may have been pushed away. I come from a home, okay, I don't know my dad to this day. I'm 44 years old, okay, don't know my dad to this day, okay. 
grow up in a single mother's home. I'm half Mexican, okay? My mother's Mexican. I grew up in a Mexican home. My grandfather was a professional mariachi, okay? He traveled around the world and did that for a living, okay? I, that's my background. That's how I grew up. Don't know my dad till this day, okay? He's a blank, a black space, no pun intended, but he's a black space in my life, okay? And I dealt with resentment. I dealt with rejection. I dealt with all these things until the Spirit of God came into my life. And said, I got destiny for you. I got nations for you. I got kings for you to sit in front of. I have people that need to be healed on my behalf. And all the brokenness, all the stuff that's gone in your life, I'm going to use that for my glory if you're willing to give me your best yes. If you're willing to give me your honest yes. Are you willing to give me your forthright yes, a, a, a clear yes? Yes, Lord. I'm willing. I may chug and pull, but I'm going to say yeah, because I want what you have. I want what you have in store. Because the position of your pursuit, of the position of your pursuit determines the position of peace in your life. If you have a pursuit of God, you're going to have peace in your life. Because you're heading in the right direction. You're going exactly where the Lord has you. Will it be easy at times? Absolutely not. But count it as a badge of honor when opposition come against you. Count it as a badge of honor when there's people coming and trying to do something in your life, or doing something against your life. Because being a believer is free, but being a disciple, there's a cost that comes with that. Being a believer is free. Being a disciple, there's a cost. You say yes, and you lay yourself down. Because the great commission has to come out of the great submission. Submit yourself first. You go into submission, you get commission. When you get commission, it exceeds your ambition. You have ambition. When you're in the great commission, it exceeds all of that. It goes further than you thought and even imagined. There's none in a billion years that I thought, I'm going to be bringing NFL players over the Canadian border and we're going to reach a bunch of young, beautiful minds in this country for Jesus. If you would have told me that five years ago, I'd have probably laughed in your face. If you would have told me that ten years ago, I probably really would have laughed because I didn't even really know the Lord like that. I knew God, but I didn't know Jesus. It's a huge difference, okay? And, and, and so... Now I, I, I sit back and I'm like, man, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you too. I don't feel like there's any lack of hunger in this room. But I know there's a whole lot of lack of hunger outside these walls. This is the huddle. This is the huddle. We huddle, we courage, we strengthen, we learn, we grow, we get on fire. And then you step out these doors and go change your region. Go change the, the, the nation. Go be the leaven of the kingdom. Wherever you step, that heaven would follow you. Wherever you step, you're taking ground for the king. Wherever you step, you bring healing, restoration. You bring revival wherever you step. And I'm telling you right now, it may not even be the words that you're preaching, but more importantly, the, the way you listen. The greatest leaders are the deepest listeners. The greatest leaders are the deepest listeners. You listen, and then the Lord gives you maybe a word of wisdom. Maybe it's a prophetic word. 
Maybe it's a word of uh, 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 knowledge. Maybe, maybe it's a gift of healing that is needed for the moment. Maybe, maybe it's just a, a consolidating. Or just you listen and hear their heart, and they need empathy in that moment. And then you speak something over their life that transforms them and sets them into their destiny. That they're no longer Abram, they're Abraham. They're no longer Sarai, they're Sarah. You breathe on them. You breathe on their dreams. You breathe on their destiny. So when they encounter you, like, man, yo, there's something different about y'all. There's something different about your marriage. There's something different that y'all carry. Can I be around y'all? And what they're saying is, I need to know, Jesus, who you're carrying. That's what they're saying. But they're just saying it in their language. So you get them in, you get them close, and you allow God to breathe on them. You allow God to breathe on their destiny. You allow God to breathe on the country. Breathe on the leaders. Well, I don't like my leaders. That's okay. God is not asking you to like them. God's telling you to pray for them. Pray for them. He wants you to pray for them. Well, I don't like how they're making stuff. I don't like the legislation. I don't like this. I don't like that. But that's okay. Pray for them. Pray that they have prophetic encounters, that God would put Joseph's and Daniel's in their circle. So when they turn to somebody, I need advice. The, the man of God, the woman of God turns and says, here's the prophetic word. Change the, and, 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 and that's how things happen. That's how things happen. I'll tell you one last story, and we're going to close this. I'm going a little long. Everybody okay? Everybody good? Okay. Tell you a little story. So in my city, this is a true story, my city, there was, you know, when they had all them strings of shooting where the cops were shooting someone in the community. You guys remember that? And that was happening all over the states. And every single, it seemed like every single state. Well, it actually happened in my community. One of the cops shot an African man. He wasn't even African-American. He was a real African man who was living in our city. Shot him and, and, he, and, he, uh, and he died. So at the time, I was mentoring the police chief. I mentor our police chief now, and I mentor our mayor. These guys are older than me, but they want, they want the breath of God in their council. They want the breath of God in their council. So I called a police chief, and I said, Chief, you okay? And he goes, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I said, okay. And then, and then, and then, and then uh, uh, I, I call him back maybe 10 minutes later. I said, you sure you're okay? I can come to the station. He's like, yeah, man, it's getting kind of hectic. He said, can you, would you mind coming down here? I said, absolutely. Drive to the station. Boom, get down there. Get down there. There's about 190 people outside of the police station with picket signs, and they're yelling at the top of their lungs. F-bomb this, F-bomb that, F the police doing this. Doing that. They're it's hostile. I mean, you could throw a match, and it's probably going to explode. These are very hurt and angry people protesting in front of the station. I walk in, the police captain opens the door and goes, Greg, come on in here. So I walk right in, takes me right up to the police chief. Police chief sitting in there with, uh, by himself. I walk in, I say, hey, what's going on? Hey, man, it's tense. You can see the stress on his face. I said, I just, I just put my hand on him. I said, right now, man, I just, I just start praying for him. Let's put my hand on him. I said, we're going to get through this. And so we're praying. 
two other pastors walk in, and there's a guy from an organization that's there. So it's three guys, including the chief. We're all sitting in this room. You can hear the people outside screaming and yelling from his office. And he goes, what should I do? One guy goes, well, you know, if it was me, I would go out there and face everybody and make a public statement. He goes, I don't think I want to do that. The other guy goes, well, you know, he kind of gives the down the, down the uh, middle answer. Well, you know, you just believe in God and the good things are going to happen. You know, it's just a real bland answer. It didn't really give him any direction. So he goes, they're arguing, talking. I'm not saying nothing. I'm the youngest guy in the room. And I'm just praying underneath my tongue. Lord, and I'm praying in tongues. Lord, just speak a rhema word right now. I don't know what I'm doing in here, but you got me in here. And I'm here, and I'm just saying yes, God. I'm praying this in my heart. So finally, they're arguing. I just chime in. I said, well, you know, if it was me, I would say this to you, chief. You know, as a, young, as a young black male, as someone who may have been hurt, who don't even have a father, it would mean the world to me if you came out there like a father and you addressed the people, not as the police chief, but come out as a father and address them, address their pain, address their frustration, and just say, hey, I'm working my best to come to the most strongest and sensible solution for everybody. He looks at me, and he goes, all right, that's what we're going to do. And he stands up and walks out. And I said to myself, oh, my God, this guy's listening to me. <laughs> so he goes out, walks outside, protesters everywhere, and he's addressing them like a father. I'm standing to the side because nobody knows who I am, so I'm just standing there, just being Daniel, just being Joseph, praying for him. And then they're, they're arguing. He's addressing. This goes on for 15 minutes. And then I turned to his captain, who was standing right next to me. He's the captain, then there's the chief. He's here. I said, all right, he's done. Pull him out. He goes, okay, chief, you're done. Let's go. And he pulled him out. I was like, this guy's really listening to me. <laughs> so he pulls him out. He goes, I think that went well. That's what, thank you for the counsel. I said, uh, you're welcome. I walked home that night. I mean, I, I went home that night, and I said to myself, Lord, this guy's really listening to me. He said, he's listening to me because you're submitted to me. Yeah. He's listening to you because you're submitted to me. I was like, you're right, Lord. Here's the thing. If he did it for me, he could do it for you. All of you in here have influence that the Lord has entrusted to you. All of you. Even you, young man. God has entrusted to you a certain type of influence. But when you submit it to him, that's how you know how to steward it. When you have, when you're submitted to him, that's when the ruach comes out. So, story gets better. Y'all ready for this one? Story gets better. So, two days later, I get a call, and it's the family, a guy from the family, and he says, hey, I was wondering if a pastor can come to our house and pray for the, pray for the, pray for the family. I was like, uh, yeah, I'll be willing to do that. He didn't know I was with the police chief, because the police chief's the enemy. The police is the enemy at this point to the family, because they just lost somebody in their family. He said, will you come to my house? I said, absolutely. I come to my house. Now, the whole thing with this case, this is public knowledge, so it's not, nothing I'm not sharing as private. The whole thing with this case is that they wanted to release the video to the masses of why this man was shot. They wanted to go on national TV. So I walk into the house three days later, three days later, walk into the house. The whole family's in there, the aunts, the uncles, the mother, the father, all the cousins, everybody's in the house. 
The only one in there that's not family is me. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting on the doorstep, and for the very first time, they're watching their son being killed on national TV. It was, it was, I'm, I'm sitting on the stairs like, man, what am, I do- what am I doing here, Lord? I'm way old. I am way underqualified for this moment. And he said, no, you're not. You're qualified because you're submitted to me. Sometimes you will disqualify yourself because the situation seems big, but the situation was not big to God. If you're right there, you need to be submitted to God. And the situation don't have to be something of that magnitude. It could be something very minute. But when you are submitted to God and hear the voice of God on behalf of a solution to the people, you are in the right position. You're in the right position. I'm sitting there. And they're watching. They played it twice. They're watching their son being killed on national TV. Killed. He didn't live. They showed it twice. And the dad, all you hear is wailing. The mom crying. The dad is upset. He swings his arm like he's punching somebody. And they show it, and they show the police chief, and you can just feel the rage towards the police chief. Meanwhile, I was just with this man a couple days earlier. They don't know that, though. So I'm sitting there. The dad gets up, walks towards the door. I walk over. I put my arm around him like a father would do his son. And I whisper in his ear. I said, I understand, sir. There's nothing that I can equate to your pain, but can I pray for you? And he said, please, my brother, please, please pray for me. Prayed over him. And you could just feel the love of the Father posture towards this. You can feel the breath of God just put out the flames in his heart. It was powerful. We get done. He said, please, st- stay in touch. No problem. That Sunday, the, the, the sister showed up to the church with her boyfriend. We prayed over them. We were able to bless them. Fast forward down the line. The whole thing is that they weren't talking. I was able secretly to bring the chief to the table, to bring the family to the table, so that reconciliation can happen. Why do I tell you this story? Because when the breath of God, the ruach of God, is driving your agenda, you can be a merger for the kingdom of God. You can be a bridge for the kingdom to bring healing in people's lives. You can take it from being a situation of Abram to Abraham. From Sarai to Sarah. Because the breath is involved. The goodliness of God is involved. So I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. And I have a little more prophetic in me. Prophetic words, if you, rem- if you would do me the honor and allow me to do it. Because when the Spirit of God is in you, man, woo, the Spirit will help you say no to sin and yes to sanctification. No to sin and yes to sanctification. Now I ain't doing that. I'm being sanctified in the Lord. And oftentimes, there's a lot of people in this next season, they need some healthy change in their life. They need some fresh wind. But healthy change requires willingness surrender. Healthy change requires willingness surrender. Can you surrender unto the Lord so that he's Lord and Savior? I don't feel like there's a problem in this room for that, but there's a, probably a problem outside of these walls for a lot of people's lives. We get the opportunity to breathe on them, to breathe into their dreams, 
to breathe into what God has for their life. So I want to encourage you to do that. The whole purpose of our gathering is not to hear about the red zone, not to hear the amazing stories what God is doing, is that you would grow closer to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That they would know Jesus. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, indigenous people. It doesn't matter that you would go with the authority of heaven. With the authority of heaven. Well, I haven't been walking too close to the Lord. Now's your time to get close again. I, I, I ain't been on fire. Now's your time to get reignited. Okay? Uh, well, 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 well I, ain't, now, I ain't is out the picture now. I am is in the picture now. The great I am is in the picture now. So I want everybody to stand. Yes, Lord. Come on, lift your voices unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Mmm. Thank you, Jesus. Bashim Yeshua Hamashiach. Bashim Yeshua Hamashiach. Oh, yes. Come on, I'm about to give you this prophetic word. This is for the entire room. You need to receive this right now. And this is for those who aren't in this room, who's going to hear this later. And this is for you to share with them. God, God is more concerned with filling empty hearts than he is empty buildings. He's more concerned with filling empty hearts than he is empty buildings. We need to equip ourselves to fill the empty heart. That they need fresh breath in this next season fresh wind in this next season the vats are about to open y'all people are about to come back but they're not coming back to the building they're coming back to Jesus they'll come in the building but they're gonna leave with the relationship with Jesus God wants to equip us to be able to share in season, out of season, in the building, out the building, in the workplace, in the hood, at the parliament, wherever it may be, to share the personhood of Christ Jesus. I just want you to set your hands out in front of you. I'm going to pray for a fresh anointing tonight. Fresh anointing. Fresh Ruach, fresh Ruach, fresh Ruach, fresh Ruach in the name of Jesus. Fresh Ruach in the name of Jesus. Fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind, fresh wind in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for the hunger in the room, God, that there's fresh wind blowing through 
every single lung in this room, God. God, you're giving fresh vision, Lord. You're even highlighting people right now that people need to pick up the phone and call right now and say, I'm sorry, I may have thought things about you, but I repent to you before my Lord and to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, God, that they would step into the new in this season, God, as you open the vats and the people start coming out, God. Lord, that you would give them fresh, innovative, innovative ways to share your heart, Lord. Yeah, God. Yes, God. Lord, that they would cross over lines, God. Cross over barriers, Lord. That you would give them favor in areas that they have no business being involved in, God. Lord, that they would step into these areas, God, and they would release the kingdom of heaven, God. They would release the kingdom of heaven, God, with the fresh ruach. With the fresh ruach of the Spirit, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you're doing a new thing in this season. A new song is being sung, God. I thank you, Lord, for the Isaiah 61 that the Spirit of the Lord God is upon us, Lord. He has anointed us to preach the good news. He has anointed us to preach the good news. Lord, you have anointed us to preach the good news, to free the prisoners, God. To set at liberty the captives, Lord. Lord, we say yes, Lord. We say yes tonight, God. We say yes to what you have in store. We give you our best yes, Lord. And maybe if it wasn't our best yes, we're recommitting our yes to you tonight, Jesus. We say yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you're breathing on us right now, God. That you're releasing a new name to us, God. That we are going from the old into the new in this season. In the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray and cry out to you right now, God. Forgive us, Lord, if we've fallen short and we ain't even know it. Lord, if we've cut corners in our faith unto you, Lord, we repent together openly. I repent, God, in the name of Jesus. We want all of you, Lord. We want all the destiny you have in store for us so that you can receive all the glory, God. That 2022 would be a year of acceleration for what 2020, God, and 2021 took away, God. That you would give us double for our trouble in this season in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you're doing a new work, God. We say yes to you, Lord. Lord, I prophesy over the country of Canada, God. Revival and the sons and daughters would come back home. The prodigal sons and daughters would come back home, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord. That the restrictions would lift, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Fresh innovation in the name of Jesus, God. Lord, that the I-5 would be a corridor of heaven, Lord. All the way from Mexico, all the way up to the tip of Canada, God. We thank you, Lord, that angels like the stairway of heaven will go up and down the I-5, God. Up and down the, five, the I-5, God. That a portal is open from southern to northern right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray right now that the I-5 would be a corridor of unity, God. Would be a corridor of unity running through Mexico, California, Oregon, Washington State, all the way up to Canada in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak revival, God, over the whole left coast, God. We speak revival, God, that that revival was spread like wildfire through our country's glory. Lord, that revival would happen, God, and you will receive all the glory, Lord. We partner with heaven tonight, Lord, and we say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. 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 
Hallelujah. Father, your, your spirit is in the room right now, God. We say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That brothers will be working together. Sisters will be working together. Black, white, indigenous, Hispanic, Asian. We would all be working together to repair the breaches in the walls, Lord. Like you said in Nehemiah 3, next to him, after him, next to them, God, Lord, that it was generational. It was brother to brother, sister to sister. They were working side by side, God, for the repairing of something beautiful and magnificent that glorified you. Father, we declare the same thing on this I-5 corridor of heaven in the name of Jesus. That we work side by side, Lord. We work side by side that the body of Christ will unite together, God. That the body of Christ will unite together and we would graft in those who don't know you by the love we have for one another. By the love we have for one another, God. Lord, we cry out to you, Lord. Oh, God, give us heavenly strategy, Lord. May we be a greater invitation to be transformed. May we be the greater invitation for others to be transformed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord, to our enemies, God. We say yes, Lord, God to the prophetic word, Lord, of a stairway on the I-5 corridor, God, that angels, messengers would go up and down, God, up and down, that revival would break out, Lord, and you receive all the glory in this place, all the glory in this place, God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, lastly, I pray for the young people. Lord, you know my heart's for the young people. I want them to know you, God. I want them to fall in love with you, Jesus. I didn't have that as a young man, but Lord, they have the advantage, God, because of prayer intercessors in this room right now saying, yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord, to our young people. We say yes, Lord, to the disenfranchised. We say yes, Lord, to the orphan, God. Lord, we say yes, Lord, that they would know their, their true heavenly Father. Lord, that they are loved, they are seen, they are valued because you died on the cross and rose from the grave, Lord. Lord, fresh Ruach to these young men and young boys and girls, God. To these young men and to these young women, Lord. Lord, I speak against anybody that in this room may have felt abandoned, felt left behind, or know someone who has. I speak new identity in the name of Jesus. That they would go from the old to the new. They would go from Abram to Abraham. They would go from Sarai to Sarah. They would go from exalted father to father of the multitude of the nations. They would go from princess to my princess. In the name of Jesus. Father, we love you and we thank you that you're doing a powerful work. We thank you, Lord, for the deposit that was made in this house, Lord. We say yes, God. We're going to worship you, Lord. We worship you, God. We worship you, God. Say yes. Say yes. 
Thank you, Lord. Yes. Some of you in this room right now, the Lord is very thick on your life. You need to come up to the front right now. I want to pray for you. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you. He's highlighting things. He's, he's, he's doing a work in you right now. If you want prayer for anything, I'm going to ask you to come to the front. Come to the front. Come to the front right now. That's you in this place. Hallelujah. been running for whatever reason you've been fighting privately in your heart and God is saying I want your best yes tonight give me your best yes tonight let me do the rest tonight give me your best yes and I'll do the rest give me your best yes and I'm gonna do the rest yes God right now receive right now holy anointing come on the power of his presence yes Hallelujah!
The Lord is moving in this room right now. He's speaking to your hearts right now. This is an intimate moment with him. Sit in his presence right now in the name of Jesus. The spirit is pouring out right now. He's healing wounds. I don't even have to pray. He's healing right now in this room, right now in the name of Jesus. You just receive right now in the name of Jesus. You receive right now in the name of Jesus. Fresh Ruach being poured out right now in the name of Jesus. Fresh destiny being poured out right now in the name of Jesus. Fresh anointing right now, even if your brain can't comprehend what the Spirit is doing, just receive right now in the name of Jesus. Even if your mind can't comprehend what God is doing right now, receive with your heart. Drink with your heart in the name of Jesus. Drink with your heart in the name of Jesus. Yes, God. what I want you to do all of us up here are coming with the same need the need to be closer to our King our Lord our Savior to bring healing to bring restoration to bring destiny into the now right now in the name of Jesus so what I want you to do is I want you to link arms with the person next to you if you don't know them just extend a hand we're gonna pray as a family. This is a big family in this room right now. A big family. 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 Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, you see all your people connected, God. You see all your sons and daughters connected right now, Lord. So I pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, a fresh overflow of unity right now, God. That you would bless, God, every single person in this room, Lord. Lord, that we, they would walk out stronger tonight because they are unified in the spirit, God. Lord, I pray for the families represented in this room, God. Lord, I break off any generational things going on in the family right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that they would step into destiny together, God. That these young boys would come become men of God. That these young women become women of God. Prophets and prophetesses, Lord. That they would step into the destiny that you have for them. For the worship leaders in the room, that they would write songs like they were right to the King, God. Like they were right to the King, God. Give them fresh Ruach, God. Fresh Ruach, God. Lord, I pray for marriages that have been damaged to be repaired right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that those that have been rocking, have been struggling, God, I pray healing right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, this is a united cry unto you tonight, Lord. We say yes, God. 
Yes, God, we prophesy over ourselves, God. Fresh Ruach in the name of Jesus. Fresh Ruach for our city, Lord. Fresh Ruach for our countries, God. Fresh Ruach for our leaders, Lord. Fresh Ruach for those we don't agree with, God. That we would bless them, God. That we will be a blessing, not a cursing in the name of Jesus. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord, to the new. We say goodbye to the old. We thank you, God, that you're doing a new work right now in the name of Jesus. That you're filling empty hearts tonight, God. You're filling empty hearts, God, that these ones that are burning and hungry, that are being repaired right now, that they would go outside the walls, God. And they would feed the empty hearts, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That they refresh the empty hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak physical healing over the room right now. Those are dealing with body ailments, God. God, joint pain, back pain. God, I break off any cancerous tumors coming against anybody in this room right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Healing, break out over this room right now in Jesus' name. What you weren't able to do, you were able now to do in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Be free in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be well in Jesus' name. Be strong in Jesus' name. Now I want you to take your hands and put it on your own heart. Put it on your own heart right now. This is for you and you alone. Not the person next to you, not to the person to the left or to the right. This is strictly for you. Father, I pray for every heart right now. Every heart right now. Lord, that it's refreshed right now in Jesus' name. It's healed right now in Jesus' name. It's reignited and set on fire right now in Jesus' name. That it's no longer dormant, that it is on fire right now in Jesus' name. That it's on fire right now, that it has fresh destiny in Jesus' name. Fresh destiny in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those who have their hands on their hearts right now. Lord, right now you would give them a prophetic picture of their next steps with you, God, in Jesus' name. Like you spoke over Abram to Abraham, God, that he would be a father of many nations, God. I pray for those who have their hands on their heart right now. God, that you would prophesy to them in their spirit right now, in their own private heart, of what you have in store for them. New ministries are being birthed right now in Jesus' name. New innovation is being birthed right now in Jesus' name. New boldness is being cultivated right now in Jesus' name. Fresh acceptance in Jesus' name. Fresh understanding in Jesus' name. Fresh redemption in Jesus' name. All the hearts that were weary, God, that you give them a, a, a spirit of love to replace the spirit of weariness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Healing right now in Jesus' name. Restoration right now in Jesus' name. God, I prophesy over those who have their hands on their hearts right now that God is not done with wherever you're at right now. It's just the beginning. That your best yes, your best yes will release his best in your life 
in Jesus' name. That you may have felt invisible, you are now seen by him in Jesus' name. You're no longer invisible. You are seen by the king in Jesus' name. You are seen by the king in Jesus' name. You are now ostracized. That cancel culture is not greater than kingdom culture in the name of Jesus. That kingdom culture is greater than cancel culture in the name of Jesus. That you are a son, you are a daughter of the king. You are a son, you are a daughter of the king. So I pray for those who have their hands on their hearts right now, God. I pray, God, that they will step into a fresh anointing, a fresh season, God. That holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And we say yes to you in the name of Jesus. For all the single people in here who is looking for a companion, I pray, God, that you would weave that person on the other end. God, that that person would be a man of God, would be a woman of God in the name of Jesus. That they would fall more in love with the Lord who is in their hearts than the person themselves in the name of Jesus. I pray for the marriages right now in the room, God. The ones that have been tested, God. The ones that are currently married right now. Lord, I pray for a fresh intimacy with you, God. A fresh intimacy with you would lead a greater love together in one another in the name of Jesus. That the marriage would be fresh in you, God. That the parenting would be fresh in you, God. Lord, that they would step out in faith in you, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 That families are going to be restored. That those who have been married will stop playing games and step into marriage ministry in the name of Jesus. They will step into marriage ministry. The Lord's been calling you. He's been telling you. And you're saying you're not qualified, but you need to be the most submitted Christian, the most obedient Christian unto him in the name of Jesus. I speak healing over the marriages, God. Those who may have been warring with something or those who connected to somebody who's warring with something. God, may they be the beacon of hope. Father, we thank you. Lastly, we just lift your hands to heaven. All of us lift our hands to heaven right now. Holy Spirit, you heard the cries of our heart tonight. We thank you, Lord, for the fresh ruach, the fresh wind of God, the fresh breath of God. And as you blow on us, God, we say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. When it's hard, yes, Lord. When it's difficult, yes, Lord. When I don't have the faith, yes, Lord. When I don't like the other person, yes, Lord. When you call me to step out, yes, Lord. When you tell me to forgive someone, yes, Lord. When you ask me to serve, yes, Lord. We thank you, God, for the new. We thank you, God, for the greater yes. We thank you, God, for the fresh walk. We receive tonight, God. We walk out of here transformed, never being the same, God. Our city will never be the same. Our family will never be the same. Our parenting will never be the same. Our marriages will never be the same because we say yes, Lord, tonight. Yes, Lord. 
We love you. We thank you. And we honor you. In Jesus' name, give them five seconds of your best praise in this place.